0: Gentlemen, welcome to Master in Music, the podcast. My name is Petronella Turin, and today I present for you an amazing episode with the artist, the singer, a dancer, and cellist Jacqueline Hammerling from Sounding Bodies. Jacqueline tells the story of how she one day quit her full-time job as a music teacher to pursue her dream as a shallow artist. She tells how she feared that she would be homeless and how she managed to win prizes like the Tilburg Markers Fund and Prince Bernard Kultur Fonds. She gives her best tips in practicing, training, food and how to handle your inner dragons. It is an episode filled with great advice. And I will be listening to this several times because this is just so good. Before we listen to the episode, I'd like to thank our partners. Takeaway Concert with a Swedish cellist, which is a concert service where you can order your own concert to your home. Music for You, Maastricht, a new kind of music school which tailor music programs just for you. And Student Radio Maastricht. You have the chance to win Jacqueline's new CD, Swan Remix, if you subscribe to our newsletter, where we put all the great tips from the episode and some extra material. Just go to www.masterinmusic.com and subscribe, and you might win one CD from Jacqueline. Now let's listen to one of the songs from the CD before we listen to the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Swan Remix from Jacqueline Hammerling. to Master in Music, Jacqueline Hamelink. Hello. (laughs) Did I say your name right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So we had a little discussion here before because I accidentally misspelled the name. And uh, (laughs) it's because I have dyslexia, I'm saying, like, that's my defense speech. And then you said something to me as well. You said that...
1: (laughs) Yeah, I had dyslexia too when I was a child and I also... I told them in my name, this is a French name, and I couldn't write the, I don't know how to say that in, in English, it's the Ö. So I always took it in from my name and it's the wrong way around. So it mm. then always was wrong. And also I told you, don't be shy, because I also even have dyscalculia, so I'm totally with numbers I very quickly shut down or say wrong numbers very quickly and luckily at this moment my 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 boyfriend is also my my business associate yeah. and he does all the finance things and the administration and it's uh,
0: the the invoices and everything it's uh,
1: it's uh, great Yeah, it's super <laughs> it's <a> cool.
0: <laughs> I use my boyfriend for making the factura <laughs> I do oh. the facturas myself, but he has to do the design for his. He's uh, a web designer. sometimes. Oh, so. perfect. It's very yeah. it's
1: very nice to have uh, have um, boyfriends uh,
0: and or, or people who also work with you. And so <laughs>
1: so close also because you can trust them. And yeah, it's it's good. So yeah. the first
0: tip of the podcast is get a very good uh, partner. <laughs> get <laughs> a very good you. partner <laughs> is yeah the best thing you can do in life. Yeah. It helps you in the business way and in hard ways and yeah. In life. Yeah. that's the biggest gift. Wow, what a beginning. Yeah. <laughs> right on, like smash on. <laughs> I was gonna ask you how, how are you like today? How how are you today?
1: Uh today I'm I'm good. I had on Sat on Thursday I had a big show. Yeah, you so heard it in Eindhoven. In Eindhoven and it was nice and it was sold out and then I had a good day after with a lot of pain in my body mm-hmm. and a lot of adrenaline in my head. So headache and a little bit. So, But I had time to just be, have the day yeah. after and I um, I booked a good massage.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, And that's very important. Yeah, And that t- it took me very long time, actually, because also you don't you don't get to teach like that to take very good care of your body when yeah. we because we do
0: top sports, actually. And uh, so I hope what kind better. of massage do you take? Like whole body or your yeah, or, just, yeah.
1: uh I actually I found her uh, on a festival I was playing. Mm. Uh, I was playing uh, a show called Ivory Tower on Festival Boulevard. And that means we were playing like uh, 10, 12 times a day. And after the first day, my body was aching so much that I was afraid if I could manage because we were supposed to play 11 days. Wow, it's so much. And I was really (laughs) panicking because it is also like this, that you uh, only get the money you earn, you know, from getting people in like, come in, this show is amazing. (laughs) And so yeah, I was worried. But then they also have a masseuse there. And I went to her, and it was so good. And since I met her, I I regularly go to her. Yep. So um, and she does the whole body, and she also does the feet.
0: And uh, yeah, she's amazing. There's so a lot of tensions stay in your feet. I I heard like yeah. some therapy and all this. Yeah, yeah, and
1: also because yeah, our our line of work is is uh, it's so hard. Yeah, it's so hard, and it it takes so much from you. You know because you. Your yeah, like your life is on the line every time you play. <laughs> nearly you no, know? it so. feels
0: like it anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because in a way it's also like that. It's it's uh, you're never there. You know what level you get. The higher you get, so the higher level you have to constantly give. They expect you to to do that. Uh,
0: no and matter. you expect wh- you to do it. And as I well. we expect yeah. it too. Yeah. But
1: no matter what happens at home, you know, <laughs> or yeah. what. The-
0: I think yeah for me i always like imagine that it's always higher in like the expectation is always higher in our mind mm-hmm. because we have these like very very big dreams that we want to fulfill and like achievements in our skills and we know all the things from the inside yeah there was also a scientist who said like that we have this like a little bit egoistic like plan in our head that everyone else is caring so much about what we do, but in real life they don't really care so much about what we do because they are caring about what themselves do. Yeah. But when you put yourself <laughs> on stage, it kind of becomes true, this kind of uh, uh, like ego dream that we are in the center. <laughs> We're all big egoists, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yes. But, <laughs> but also because we are in the center and we put ourselves there uh, with purpose uh, and we fight even to get there. So Yes. Then we really have to... Um, <laughs> Like, give value for the space that we take.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a strange
0: thing. So you go to a masseuse, like, how many times a month would you say? Like, two times a month?
1: Well, it depends, because now I was uh, fighting an injury. Okay. I was fighting to even just be able to perform. (laughs) So then I go to her every week Mm -hmm. just to be able to go on. And uh, if if that, I hope this is uh, getting better again and then I at least I think it's at least something you should do once a month or every
0: two weeks just
1: to be able to function function on this high level that I do at least and I think a lot of musicians do if they play a lot. And of course, I'm a performer, too. So I'm also very physical on stage, like a dancer, nearly or a performer. So for me, it's also my profession to keep my body in top shape. And I really think it's very hard to explain to people. But if you, if you um, try to compare it to the like the Olympics, you know those people just to to you have to train. And actually, your whole life is, yeah, your whole life or the the way you live is
0: actually. Um, is uh, surrounded and affected by your. Yeah, work
1: you you have to. Um, um, make it like that for your work, you yeah. know, you have to, to try because the the thing we do is very bad for your body because you have a lot of stress mm-hmm. and you have a lot of uh, very irregular life. Sometimes you go to bed very late and you have to get up very early. All those things are in generally the worst things you can do. <laughs> and yeah. you eat abroad and you it's very hard to eat good sometimes. So yeah. you have to fight for that to also
0: stay healthy. And um, do you, what do you do to eat good? Like, do you have any, like, strategies to... Yeah, like,
1: yeah. yeah I, well, at this moment, uh, I I uh, have a sort of diet I mm-hmm. eat. And I eat paleo. Paleo, what's that? Yeah, that's... <laughs> they said it's the, the caveman diet, uh-huh, yeah, actually.
0: That was so popular in Sweden. Yeah, and
1: it's actually... Before that, uh, this is eating, actually, you eat meat, you eat... Uh, um nuts you eat fruits you eat vegetables fish eggs point yeah and before i was eating actually nearly no meat and this came because i was also uh i was a boot camp trainer for a while and they promoted very much this diet and i thought if i want to if if I'm uh, promoting it, I need to also
0: feel what it does to my body. Yeah. So try it out. And yeah, but that's really like I tried it also during a period because yeah. I was doing the Thai boxing a lot, yeah. actually, and then I needed to lose some weight in order to have a fight because I was too heavy and I am a girl, so there's not a lot of girls uh, to fight. So then I had to lose a lot of weight to go around and then I used this method. Yeah. But of course, in com- combination with the um, Thai boxing, you lose a lot because it's like two thousand calories you lose every time you uh, do a Thai boxing session, and I did mm-hmm. it like three times a week but uh, yeah, I think it, w- it was really like tasty food also it very didn't tasty. feel like punishment no. like some um, my,
1: my boyfriend is very happy that I switched over to this one because yep. and sometimes I think it just it just was made up by by a man this diet because it's a lot of meat mm-hmm. and mm-hmm eggs and yeah. things it's really yeah. but it's it's good and the, the important uh, comparison to the other diet i took is was just it divides different food groups Yeah. and what i feel if i can i try to not be too um, fanatic about it because otherwise it's going to be a prison and sometimes you can't eat if you go abroad yeah. or you you can't you try to do it as good as possible but um, i noticed very much when i eat my own food I don't get these sugar dips. Yeah. I can go on very much longer. I feel my energy level is more constant,
0: and I feel fit. And it's
1: I, oh, and yeah. you need to you need to take care of yourself.
0: So uh, do you like bring snacks when you go on near? Like, and yeah. you have like small ma- uh, package with food for yourself. And
1: very often I cook the night before, yeah. or I make something in the morning that I can bring. Yeah. And then very often people are jealous if they see yeah. what they ca- ha- get to eat and yeah. what I'm preparing. Yeah. And can uh, you
0: give uh, me an uh, like a, an example of a uh, like a bring like a food box, like a your lunch box? box.
1: Yeah, yeah, well you can do yeah. it very easy. Just cut raw things, raw foods, just like a cucumber or and carrots and also avocado. Oh, I yeah. always take avocado. That's very good. Some nuts, uh, also boiled eggs you can take mm-hmm. and then you can snack whenever yep. you like in between, but sometimes also make salads or even soups or. Yeah,
0: maybe you can send the recipe to me and then I can put it in our newsletter. That's good. So listeners can have a they can have, try it out. It's, I will, I will nice. send
1: a few of my favorite ones. Yeah, Yeah. yeah that's, that's
0: <laughs> very good. Cool. So do you do any sports then or like walking or something to like keep fit? Or Yeah. Yep.
1: Actually, in my regular schedule, I get up at seven and I immediately start training. Mm-hmm. I have my own training program I do. That's uh, uh, a combination from Cesar uh, therapy, from Pilates, yoga and some strength exercises. So I train about one and a half hours mm-hmm. and... Um, Next to that, of course, I walk a lot with my dog. Yeah. Because I have a very uh, big dog who needs to be walked a lot. So I'm outside a lot. Yeah. What kind of species is he? It's uh, called a Weimaraner. Oh. <laughs> it's, yeah, a, cool. it's really, it's a, a very beautiful
0: dog. I saw him in your video, your introduction ah, video on okay. your uh, webpage. I was yeah. like, wow, she has a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's called Yari. Yari. he's oh. very
1: great great yeah. it's very good it's it's also very good for uh, workaholics like i am mm. because uh, at one point he just comes and gets you and yeah. i think yeah you're right i need to i need to yeah. stop now yeah, yeah. <laughs> get get um, behind my computer get away from it and then yeah. or behind my, and then walk and be outside a lot that's very good
0: do he like when you play the shallow
1: uh, yeah, when he was a puppy, not at all. He was very, he was interested and he was afraid and he ran out and ran in. But oh. now he loves it. Yep. He just comes and lies with me or just, uh, he gets very calm when I play the cello.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had like, um, like a Swedish-Danish uh, little dog. They, they look like uh, Jack Russell. Okay. And he loved when I played the cello. But that uh, I was playing oboe at some time and then he got nuts and he was like um, like singing with me when I was playing it. So he yeah. was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh every God. time I took the oboe out yeah. of the case. But the oboe is a very sharp instrument, so yeah. I guess he was like a bit shocked. So maybe he loved it even more than the shallow, because the shallow just put him to sleep under the, the the chair, like the vibration or something, I think is... Uh, it's, it's something they appreciate. Yeah. Only so, when I start dancing,
1: then he goes crazy. He, uh,
0: yeah. yeah, he wants to play along. <laughs> he wants to play along. That's hard.
1: And for the uh, for other things, just to, it's very important uh, with training because I like actually, I like very much the, all the martial arts. Mm. I love actually Krav Maga the yeah. best yeah. and the boxing. But I had to stop because it's not good if you're a musician because it's a <laughs> it's yeah because call, I, uh, i'm too fanatic mm. so i go and i hurt my hands so i had to learn i had to find a way how to train best because also when you train a lot of like uh, power yep. training uh, your muscles get too short and yep. you can't play quick anymore yeah so you have to train things with long muscles yep. And um, also all the, the martial art things or the boxing yeah. or the kavmaga uh, I don't do anymore also because when I uh, boxed or did things, your hands, yeah. Yeah, they get stiff yeah, yeah. and you can hurt them. So all the time you have to you have to train, yeah. but you have to find uh, the good way of training, because the first thing you are, you're a professional musician yeah. and you have to be responsible.
0: Yeah, I think like uh, when I did Thai boxing, a lot of people always always asking me, why well, is so dangerous uh, yeah. for your hands? And I never like an- injured my hand because I had so much like, at first you have like uh, some special things for your hand that you put on, like a special gloves. And then I had these very big gloves and yeah. stuff. And I bought like bigger gloves than I actually needed, yeah. just to be s- sure. I, normally I I hurt my like shoulders more because th- yeah. that's like exposed and I choose to take the hit in my shoulder instead of my head or stuff. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, because I wanted to look pretty, so I was always protecting <laughs> my, uh, my my face. But it was funny because I was like a horse girl from the beginning. I had like lots of horses always competing with horses. And like wh- I read that horses are like more dangerous. It's like the most dangerous sport you can ever do. Really? Because more people die in it because, you know, okay. it was a big beast of like six and 800 kilos to work with. Yeah. So it's actually horses with the. Most dangerous, but it's quite good for musicians, I think, because um, you have a really strong back yeah. and really like sensitive fingers because like I did dressure when yeah. you have to like really be sensitive with the horse and yeah. actually ride to the music with the horse. yeah. So it was really like a combination there to be able to uh, like listen to music that I really like and to work with the horse. But it's dangerous, of course, because the horse can do anything. Yeah. Like I was under like five or six horses when they like rolled over me. Oh my God. But I was fine. It was really, it gets you hard. Like, but then Thai boxing and all this other stuff, it doesn't seem so scary when you have been fighting 800 kilos horse with four legs. But um, I also think like training is really important, but I don't see that a lot of musicians do it.
1: No, but usually I don't know how it's, because I didn't get it on uh, on conservatory. Nobody. Uh, no one, It was no. A, just about uh, studying more. Yeah. I, I I when I I started, I was with a Russian. Uh, the, a teacher. And I, I remember I just practiced 10 hours a day, yep. didn't make me any better, actually made me worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in pain all the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it it's not trained. Also, you you mentioned already like mental training or physical and the physical th- training that's so important for yep. our line of job, our line of the, the, the job we do. And I hope very much it's better now Uh, In the training in in school,
0: uh what did... Well, I graduated this June and, uh, well, I cannot say that I saw anyone training (laughs) or anyone talking of training Uh, either way in the conservatorium. I think it's because it's very intellectual still. And I think all our societies actually, like, we see the intellectual uh, stuff, like, really important and training is not so important. But actually, a lot of studies shows that the most dangerous diseases... um, are really connected with training and not training. Like uh, I wrote, the uh, I read this article about uh, dementia, like people mm-hmm. who get Alzheimer's and and uh, dementia and they forget things. And the only like proven thing that actually helps to not becoming demential is training. Is walking forty minutes every day, like three times a day, and it also helps against diabetes and stuff. But people really don't want to. Um, um, yeah, they don't. They don't really want to take it because if that was a pill, it will sell out like in five minutes. But because it's training and our society is so like uh, structured after our intellect, we mm. don't really care about it. So it's a bit of pity, I think. But uh, to go back to your day, because you said your day, you start with one and a half hour of training. What do you do after that, like?
1: I take breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's your
0: breakfast about? Like it's usually eggs. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, with uh, something uh, in it. <laughs> uh, so it's a lot of eggs. And of course, coffee. I don't drink a lot of coffee, but in the morning I need my coffee and I make very strong mm-hmm. coffee. This, uh, is it the percolator? Yeah, percolator. percolator. Yeah. It's yeah. A Italian, yeah. percolator. It's Delicious. really strong coffee. Yeah. And I like that very much. And then... Um, I walk with my dog for the second time. So the first thing I do is I get out of bed, I walk with my dog, then I train, then I cook breakfast Then I walk feed my dog. Then I go for another walk and then I have to keep myself from not going first behind my computer because sometimes when I start there, I don't do I don't get to anything else anymore. It's a horror. So I try to to start. studying the cello first. So the ideal day is that I, at least until lunch, study the cello. So you study how many hours the cello? Well, when I, uh, yeah, a normal day, that's also hard because they there is are no. <laughs> never the same. But um, if I have my perfect day, mm. I, I uh, play about four hours yeah. and then, then I'm very happy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a lux- luxury because yeah. very often i don't get to an hour yeah. because there's a lot of other things you have to do
0: yeah so that's a, a, a good day like and then you sit with your computer maybe one or two hours or... So
1: <sighs> i wish i yeah. it was only that it's <laughs> uh, usually uh more because yeah. of course i have my own company yeah i'm a very small company yeah so that means you're uh you're doing everything yeah, that yeah. that that belongs to a company, so that's yeah. uh, like it's more. Most of the time, it's like eighty percent everything you do around it, and only twenty percent the creative stuff. So it's yeah. it's it's never as romantic as people think.
0: Yeah, I I, I discovered that like, <laughs> uh, and then I was like, oh my god, like my shallow is so little of yeah. what I actually have to do, and. Yeah. I actually don't know all the other stuff that much. So I really had to like investigate. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you have to take a second education after your education (laughs) to know like... um, I also know some people who did the business uh, education at the same time as the conservatorium. Like a guitar player who did this. Um, And because he... like, With the guitar, I think guitar players are generally quite good at... uh, understanding the reality after because they don't they don't sit in orchestras they don't have the same chamber music opportunities so they are like already thinking okay what will I actually do when I'm finished but Mm. uh, if you play like the classical instrument I think we have a little bit more like yeah there is more space for us Mm -hmm. and then when we graduate maybe we get a a little surprise Mm. but uh, personally I'm quite like optimistic because I believe that anything can be sold so, um. Yeah,
1: it's just a very, very important that you uh, find your own path yeah. and trust also what you feel and what you like to do. For example, um, I was trained like uh, on the conservatory and I'm really ashamed actually of how you think also sometimes or speak. But, you know, uh, it was like if you become a teacher, then you're a loser. Yeah. You lost and i think it's so completely wrong because yeah. being a good teacher that's the future for for the for new good people to come mm. and it's i teached also for a, a long time i thought it was the hardest job i ever did yeah it's okay. it's so responsible and it i if i yeah a good teacher also Yeah, that's the biggest gift you can have in your life, you know, it's inspiring. It's the only way to, to, yeah, it's the base you you, you build your your whole career from. And then the other thing you have to get in an orchestra. Yeah. Yep. So I I tried for years. I, I didn't feel good there. Yep. I didn't feel good. So I thought I'm wrong. <laughs> and then the highest thing is chamber music. Of course, it's wonderful to yep. do, but that's not the only thing. It's not the only no, thing.
0: No, and uh, chamber music can be a lot of different constellations. Like you've proven that uh, yeah. a lot of times with um, your uh, collaboration across the borders of art. Yeah, so yeah. I think you really brought uh, it to a new uh, level, like a, a new <laughs> open, you opened some doors there, which is no. really cool. And um, to get back to what you say about um, the teaching thing, I, I often g- got to hear that from my teachers. Yeah, that, oh, if you fail, you can always be a teacher. And then no. I was like, but no one is telling Usain Bolt before he's going to run in the Olympics that, yeah, if he loses, he can always go back and be a personal trainer. I'm mm. like, guys, uh, what, what kind of mentality is that to talk? Like and uh, I also think that uh, being a teacher is such a um, privilege. And I think it's also I was in Vienna, and in the conservatorium there they teach the like uh, the teachers like gods, and they are yeah. actually paid really reasonable. Yeah. Uh, so there is such a status to be a teacher, to be yeah. a professor. There is like such a, a and they're privilege. They're right. They're so right. Yeah. So I was a bit jealous. I was like, why? Why don't we uh, yeah. take that? Uh, to our countries and like uh, uh, like respect teachers because that's the future and that's the only thing that really matters is education in the end. Yeah. Uh at least I I think so.
1: Yeah, I th- always say uh, education and uh health. Yeah. And for me culture because that's yeah. feeding the soul. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's 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 those things that's what makes life worth actually, yeah. you yeah. know that you can lifted up or uh, you get inspired or you can enjoy things or you can cry about things well i can yeah, it's also go like, on for two hours yeah, about all yeah like,
0: it's also like if you look at the um, like uh U-U-U countries like if you go i went to Namibia for example for a music project and they have so much music and so much art and so much culture and i was like overwhelmed so it's like in the one of the poorest places they have so much of what we um sees as very fine art and they have this uh, all naturally like they do it so much and they survive like a little bit because of it like Mm -hmm. I felt like maybe they don't have um, all the newest clothes and shoes but they have something else that makes it worth living Mm -hmm. and that was really art and in for example in Sweden where we have all the newest clothes and the new makeup and everything people want want to kill themselves like in suicidal Mm -hmm. we have a lot of suicidals and yeah, so I was thinking like maybe it's because we didn't have the right level of what was of, of the important stuff in uh, societies. Well, I want to go a little bit to you. You said mm-hmm. that you had a Russian teacher. Was it your first cello teacher? Was it Russian?
1: That was my first cello teacher on the conservatory. Okay, yes. in the conservatory. Yeah. And your conservatorium education was in Tilburg or? No, I, I started in Utrecht. And then I stopped <laughs> because um, like, yeah, I had this Russian uh, uh, teacher and we weren't a good fit, okay. actually. Uh, I am uh, very critical of myself and very insecure. Mm-hmm. And he was always like, yeah, he he never complimented me or just told me work harder. Well, yeah. it's it, it didn't work out for me. So in the end, I stopped. And only then he told me I'm so talented. Mm. But um, actually, I stopped because I, before I went to conservatory, wanted to go to conservatory. I also thought about going to art school, going to theatre school, going to, you know, I, 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 I made this choice for me it was a, a, a hard choice, but for me, a logical choice, maybe because my father is a musician as well. Oh. What do he play? He's a clarinet player and yeah. he's a wonderful teacher and uh, was a wonderful teacher. He uh, is already in pension, but yeah. uh, and um, so I thought maybe it's not enough for me. But then I actually only started uh, playing a cello again. And actually, I'm very grateful for my first cello teacher. Yeah. Uh, he called me, yeah, there's this cello course in Switzerland and they still need some some cellists yeah. and I think it's really something for you. Mm. And then I went there and then they really um, convinced me to go back to yeah. conservatory to be professional because I was so talented and mm-hmm. I didn't believe it. and It took two, no. two weeks to at least. So I, I said, OK, I try. And then I went to Tilburg yeah. because there were some teachers from Tilburg. Um, so I studied also in Tilburg and then I studied uh, in Zwolle Mm -hmm. and I studied in Rotterdam. Yep. So in four different places. Yeah, but it's
0: good to move a little bit. (laughs) It's
1: good because I first I did then uh, for for the the teacher's degree and then you go for solo. It's all called different now, but it's so my soloist diploma. And then I also had a quartet with my sister. And so I also studied chamber music and orchestra studies. So. And your sister, what does she play? Violin. She violin. is a, uh, also a professional violinist, yep. and she's uh, playing in the Radio Philharmonies Orchestra oh, yeah. in Hilversum.
0: Yeah,
1: I always love the right idea. Yes, yeah, that's an amazing orchestra. Yep. Yes, they do a lot of new music. Yeah. And that's also very important. Yeah, and,
0: like this is the future also, like. Um, in Sweden, I was uh, studying in Helsingborg for a while and they always have like one, uh, not always, but they have had a lot of concerts where they played like the old pieces like Mozart and then they have uh, after the break, it was uh, a new piece. Yeah. So it was, it was like the Mozart of our time. Yeah. Uh, so it was very smart because then if people really wanted to hear Mozart, they also heard the modern mm-hmm. music. So to connect it also. Yeah. I, I
1: I also did another to go back to the mistakes you learn on conservatory. Well, I at least also something if you if you can't do anything, you always can go to modern music. Yeah. That's also so fucked yeah. up. Yeah. It's <laughs> so wrong. It's yeah. Only after my studies, I got acquainted with uh, new music and I loved it. Yeah. It was so if I can give a tip uh, also to yep. conservatory people already, yep. um, hook up with composers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because then it's the first time that you can also it's 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 the first time you have to make this piece your own. Yeah. There's nothing yet how how it should be or and you learn new techniques and it's very great uh, to collaborate also with a, a living composer mm-hmm. and uh, you have to sometimes learn new techniques just to be able to do it. So it, it opens you up so much. And also for me, just because after my studies, I got acquainted with jazz musicians and with uh, even pop musicians. I did, a, I did a lot of with different styles and it helped me so much to mm-hmm. free myself also, because I think very much the classical training is very, of course, it takes a lot. And you have to study hard to get on a level we are, and it take it just you have to practice very hard. Yeah. Points that's, but also uh, get information from uh, other styles of music that will enrich you so much and it will free you a little bit. And if I look at my um, my, if I play Bach now, it's so different than I played it before, and it's because I also got away from the classical
0: music and got back to it. Yeah, you got a little bit like uh, um, I would say that you got like more music thinking and not like yeah. you get out of your head sort of. Yeah. And you
1: bit. get there to to give it that sounds maybe to give it your own flavor yeah. to really uh,
0: make it your own. Yeah, I had like uh, I read this book. Uh, Where um, there was a, a jazz pianist, he was describing: uh, if you do music that you don't really believe in or really like, mm-hmm. it's like doing a religion when you don't believe in God. Oh yeah! And I thought it was really like a beautiful way of of putting it when when you're yeah. playing something that you really don't believe in. Yeah. But uh, I also read another book by this uh, cellist William Pease I'm sure uh-huh. you know him. Yeah. Uh, and he um, he said that um, it's sometimes with music that If you never saw a tree before, you will think that the tree looks weird. But until you like um, see a lot of trees, then you will see, then you will understand that the tree is actually quite normal and it's Mm -hmm. quite nice. Mm -hmm. But like the first time you see a modern piece, maybe you think, oh my God, this is so strange and stuff. Because it's the first tree you ever see. And then when more trees come, you will realize that it's yeah. actually quite nice, with tree. And, yeah. oh, it's interesting. So he was always like, I also, like, normally, I think I heard it more that people call it the broccoli effect, you know, mm-hmm. that you don't want to eat broccoli because it's, oh, it doesn't taste so good. But if mm-hmm. you eat it, it's good for your body. And then in the end, it will, mm-hmm. it will come over you. Uh, but maybe uh, some uh, people who doesn't like modern music has that problem a little bit or... What do you think? Like, why, why, why doesn't people really like? Like, I, I don't know, but my impression is that most people don't like. Oh my god, it's more music. I'm gonna go.
1: Yeah, I have an expression for that, but I think a lot of people, I call it the McDonald's culture. Yeah. Because the food McDonald's serves is horrible. Yeah. It's disgusting, and everybody eats it because it's known. Everywhere you go, you know what it is, yep. and I think that's sad. But I think a lot of people, uh, it's good because you don't know it. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like I, I had a little bit pre- prejudiced uh, because I forced my mother, for example, to go to all my concerts, and uh, it's not always she loves it. Yeah, uh, and she's not a musician. She's actually a student counselor, and she's not listening to a lot of music in general um but uh, i forced her and some of it like i forced her to listen to the bark talk viola concerto and she really hates that mm-hmm. uh, but then i took her to the, the rite of spring and she loved that yeah so then she really surprised me so um sometimes maybe i push people to go to concerts uh even though Uh, I'm not sure they're going to like it. Yeah. And I think it's also like developing a little bit yourself. And I always tell uh, like young people that I meet, like, try it, you know, maybe you will like it. It's like uh, when this comes a new flavor in the ice cream shop, like um, there is some weird flavors like pork popcorn pork sometimes. flavor sometimes. Uh, And I try it, like maybe it will surprise you. Like,
1: yeah, but it's also if you go to new music, it's always good to go live. It's always better to see it live. But I I noticed that there's not so many people who want to have adventure or they are curious about new things. And that's strange because if you will ask them, are you adventure, are you curious? They will always say yes, Mm. because that sounds good. But to to do it, that's something else somehow in a way. And I would always, if if I can give tips also to... um, because I saw that's one of the questions yeah. you would have for me uh, is also go and see as much as possible. And not only in music, well, if you go to music, not only your own style, every yeah. style, but also if you're a musician, go to the theatre, go to a dance performances, yeah. see everything, just get inspiration from from all
0: sides. I I like, I was also told this when I was studying by one uh, a musician. So I started to put it like practice time. So every time yeah. I went to a concert, I was like, check two hours of yeah. practice time. Because I was listening yeah. to music yeah. and discovering new uh, music. And I had this like a little bit, okay, this week I'm going to discover a new artist. Uh, so I took like a new one. Because I felt with that I was missing out. And maybe there was so much that I... Uh, actually would like that I didn't know existed yeah. it's also why I have this podcast because I want to make yeah. people discover new stuff yeah because there is also a lot of people asking me uh, if I am in a bar or wherever and they're like do you have any music I can listen to because there's so much music out there so people don't really know where to start yeah where to, to
1: start of course
0: Do you have any tips? Like, I would say that uh, you should go to one of your shows because you would combine it with more, it's more than just your ears. You also use the eyes a lot in your performance. So people have something to listen to, they have something to see. um, And they also have like some symbolic meanings Mm -hmm. inside of it. So it's also an intellectual show. Like, for example, we can start with the the one you have been doing now, Mm -hmm. uh, the Swan Remix. Yeah. So what is the component of this show like? How did you, we can start from the beginning, like, how did you decide to do this and how did you find your your partner? And yeah,
1: well, I always was a little bit of a strange musician, and I don't know how if I can explain that I didn't feel home so much in the classical world that maybe that's the thing. And I always had very much this uh, interest in other disciplines, always already also in doing it myself. And I always like, what I try to do is take the theatrical out of the music. So start from there and also put like the music in the main role, yep. the, the, in the lead. And in this case, I took the biggest hit for cello. It's like the Swan from Camille Saint-Saëns. Yeah. And I always was fascinated already. It's also one of the big biggest dance hits for these ballerinas. Yeah. But then it's called the Dying Swan. Yeah. And for us, it was never the Dying Swan, no. but it was a mix up already in conservatory. You know, <laughs> like my teacher told me, yeah, it's not about the Dying Swan, it's just about the Swan that's, that comes and passes and goes by. That's the melody is actually also like that. It's the strangest melody because nothing happens. Yeah. You know, it starts somewhere, then you go to a high point that's not there. And it goes away again. <laughs> yes. It's it's actually fascinated that it's so wonderful, this melody in the same time. Yeah. And I like the the thing is that it's tacky in a way, mm-hmm. but it's also high art. Yeah. And then, and, and the history is also when you're a child, you want to play the swan, because then you mm-hmm. think you can play the cello. Yes. And it's wonderful. And if you're a big cellist, then you shit your pants when you have to do it because yeah. everybody knows this piece and you're expected to make something different out of it. Yeah. So it's very str- a strange history and it's the same with the dance piece. It was written,
0: yeah.
1: it was made in one day and she, uh, this Anna Pavlova danced it for her whole life and all the prima ballerinas are dancing it. Yeah. And the funny thing is also that Camille Saint-Saëns he wrote uh, uh, Le Carnaval des Animaux. Yeah. Actually, for his friends, he forbids people to play it during his life. It was yeah. just for friends, amongst friends, because it wasn't some high enough for a, a, a composer with his stature, yeah. you know. Yeah. And this is so fascinating. So, actually, a guilty pleasure is becoming your biggest hit. Yeah. And also with uh, with the dance, it's very beautiful because it's the first it's very it's a breakthrough in Russian tradition, because it was the first time it wasn't about form, but it was about emotion.
0: Yeah.
1: It was really about emotion in dance. And it was uh, that was the, the important, most important thing. And all the technique became second. Yeah.
0: But you don't have a ballet dancer, you have a, a hip hop dancer. Yeah, uh, well, uh,
1: I wanted to I, I, I met him five years ago because I had this idea already. I want to combine the dancer uh, and the music. Yep. Just one thing. And I wanted to, to show it as just one moving creature, Like say say. Yep. So mm-hmm. I wanted to create uh, a choreography or one square meter with a dancer together and also make the physical uh, very important. So I asked him because he, he, he does popping and popping you do you can do on one square meter. It's just that you um, contract and loosen your muscles all the time.
0: Yeah, So you look a little bit like a doll. Or, yeah, uh, it's, yeah,
1: it's very it's about contraction and yeah. letting go. So and I, I asked around with my colleagues and then they, they mentioned Johnny Lloyd. So I called him and then we worked together. And he's also in this
0: house, you said to me. before. Yeah, he's yeah. also uh, so your uh, neighbors in your We're neighbors.
1: Yes, <laughs> we're neighbors in this atelier. So that's very nice. And after that, I wanted to go on already. But he uh, he traveled the world with Sidi Larbi Chircoui and was one of the biggest uh, uh, choreographers at this moment. So that meant that I had to wait for him for four years. Yeah. And then I started working with him again when he's he's based in Tilburg now, so he's super I'd dedicated him, to wait yeah.
0: four years for someone
1: yeah it's but it, that's always that's yeah, but that's <laughs> always if i uh, I have an idea, then I look for a partner and they're not so uh, dispensable. Yeah. I asked for example Johnny Lloyd just because he he's a beautiful dancer but also a beautiful person, and he really takes emotion on stage, and that was very important that he takes his personality because that for me, that is the translation of Anna Pavlova to this modern time. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I did, so that's why it has to be Johnny Lloyd. Also, of course, I wanted to work with uh, the urban because that's also a translation to this Mm -hmm. time. And I asked uh, composers to write a new hit for me. Okay, so which composers did you choose? I well, at first I wanted to play to ask eight composers, but of course there was no money for that. But uh, I choose Aart uh, Strootman. Mm-hmm. He's a, a good friend of mine and an amazing composer. He also won the big Gaudiamus Prize, uh, oh, yeah. Composer yeah. Prize last year. He wrote already more pieces for me because and so I loved I asked him. I asked uh, Richard van Kruisdijk. Mm-hmm. He's a com- wonderful composer. He also composes a lot for ballet, for for dance, yep. and he is a, also a pop composer. So he does many things. Uh, I asked also Letitia von Kriken. She's mm-hmm. more of a jazz composer, and I I asked Guy Harris. He's a friend of mine from London, yep. and I asked him because I knew he could write me. A very tacky hit mm-hmm. <laughs> with some good song lyrics yeah. to it. I wanted yeah. to, uh, so yeah, I just asked all composers uh, for special reason. Yeah, for example, Richard von Kraussay because I wanted him to compose me like a dark nightclub hit. Yeah, and uh, um, well, so I have I have uh, reasons why I asked.
0: I asked these special composers. So what I hear is that a tip to work together with people is actually to work with uh, people that have a good personality and that uh, gives the personality in um, in their in their arts. that's like good uh, that's qualities that you look for when you want to find someone to work with
1: yeah for me it's, I, I always
0: like very much the presence of this person yeah and then you can wait four years if it's yeah if it's yeah. what it takes you will wait yeah do we have any other tips to working together with other people like because even the greatest person sometimes it can it can be hard to work together, of course. Or do you find it easy with as long as the personalities are in order? You think that then it's easy for the most of the time, or
1: it's never easy. Sometimes it's very easy. Depends on the person. I will just talk because it's the first time actually that i work with people together very many things i did also alone in my own performances yeah. like bath therapy I did of course i always work with people together but it's very important for me at least i found out it's my dream yeah. and i very often want to do everything together with the other person yeah. because i in a way it's very, very i want to respect them so much that yeah. i th- really want to create together, together and but yeah, so you only, always have to find the balance in that, because, I, of course, it's your dream. So you can go crazy for it and work day and night. Yeah. And other people are still it's they're not living the same dream. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit a, a, a diffused answer, maybe. And another part, sometimes other partners I work with, they want to be. They also work just as hard, but yeah. then we have our own. Um, he has uh, his things. He is great in. I have my things. I'm yeah. great in. And that goes very well together. Sometimes you have to work a yeah. little bit harder to find it. But as long as the the motivation to work together is in from an intrinsic. Yeah. Is that a good word? Comes from. Yeah. yeah comes from within. That you're yeah. very sure we want. I want to work with you because of this. 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 Yeah. This. Then you f- have to find your way, and you yeah. find your way. As long as you're respectful to each other and also respect each other's boundaries yeah. and are open to that.
0: That sounds really good. So res- if you can respect each other and um, uh, work together within the dream that one of you has, then yeah. it is a quite a uh, good recipe for a uh, working together session.
1: Yeah, and it's very important to always remember you're not the same person and yeah, everybody yeah, needs yeah.
0: something else. And, uh, and, different, uh, <laughs> backgrounds and different backgrounds, and especially when it's uh, the different arts. Yeah. Because uh, I worked with some actors and, for yeah. example, for them, they could easily just walk around in space for one hour. And for me, I'm like, but guys... Well, are we not going to do something? No, we're just going to feel. And I'm like, but feel the space. I don't understand. Oh, yeah, Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> I
1: have a very nice anecdote because, of course, we musicians, are, we come prepared. Yeah. So my very first experience with music theater, with theater was I came there early. I had to go to Maastricht mm-hmm. and I was there already after theater. I was playing and playing. So a quarter before I was ready ready to start and then we just talked the whole day yeah. and i got crazy yeah. i got i got nearly like a, a, an attack of <laughs> what are we going to do something <laughs> yes. so but it's 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 just very important to cuz i love to work with other disciplines to know from each other what you need to do your practice good and that's for everybody needs different things yeah. so it, you have to talk with each other you have to know where yeah. the other person comes
0: from, yeah, a little bit reality check between each other, yeah, yeah. and it,
1: it of course, very many people work multidisciplined, but usually what that means is they just have their islands on the th- stage yeah. together. Yeah. For me, that's not multidisciplined. If you really want to work m- multidiscipline of interdisciplinary, you need to take
0: things from the other yeah. I, I, I know you also have another show with a guy who paints and you play with him.
1: called Misha van Gerwen. show is called
0: Ivorentoren or Ivory Tower. But then he's painting and you are uh, improvising. We are both improvising. Okay. Yeah, we're really uh, playing
1: a duo together. Mm-hmm. And it's called Ivory Tower because we want to... I don't know, in in Holland, it's an expression, we had artists have to come out of their ivory tower, because we're Mm -hmm. too high up. It's a little bit. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, we wanted to invite them in the ivory tower, Mm -hmm. let's say like, to see what's happening. So how something is created and what it takes. So we bring them in. What we do, we ask the people, uh, some words and feelings, uh, usually about seven, that's a good start. Yep. We let them choose which of who will start. So who's going to take the lead, the, the drawing or the music. And then we just start from there. Yep. And then they see, uh, so the drawing is filmed. Yep. You can, see it, you it can the... see it on a screen, yep. you can see how it develops. And in this case, I also use my um, uh, loop station. Oh, yeah. So because I have to. uh, So loop station
0: is like a a device where you can clone yourself like.
1: Yes. So if I play a line, I can record it and play it back and play other lines on top of it. Yeah, of course, during rehearsal, we found I found out I need to have this with a loop station because, of course, when a line is drawn, it stays. And you make it fuller and fuller. And if you stop playing the music, it's gone. Yeah. So that's a big difference.
0: But if you take the erasure, you have to take it away, you know?
1: Yeah, but you can also do that on the loop station. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, so and then also I could work with all the different emotions and words I had. I always like to find a connection for the audience, a very personal uh, entrance to the piece of work you're seeing yep. yeah so they're very intrigued because they see it happening and they are sometimes if we play it for children then they're mm. waiting for yeah. their words and sometimes they go out like yes that's the bird <laughs> <word,"> or something <laughs> yes, yes. and uh and they see the concentration and they come with, go with us yep. in this concentration
0: and it's wonderful and it's always completely different it sounds really really amazing and yeah so how do you, uh, because you say you practice with him, so you meet together and you try to uh, like try it out? Or how do you practice improvisation like this?
1: Well, if I say we practice together, it's also in how we develop the show. Mm-hmm. So of course, uh, we talk a lot together and uh, find out what we want. I'm always very much about making it a show, so yeah. I'm trying out. But literally, if we practice together, okay, how does it work? We, he draws. I play, how do we get, yeah, how does it get together? Because I'm bored when it's just he draws something, I play something. That's nothing to me. Yeah. So I always want to do the work and see how we really can take something from each other, how we really can be a duo, how every um, discipline is equal. Yeah. Uh, so then I found out okay, we work together, how long should it be? What is a long, what is a good length? Mm. And uh, so we're trying to to find out yeah. the length and then, of course, OK, this is a good length. Then we get um, a zandloper, a timer, so yeah. that you can turn around. And also the public can see, OK, yeah. this is the length. And then I thought, OK, what I want to do as well is amplify him so mm-hmm. that he can also be my uh, partner in this yeah. case. That if he starts, that you also hear. Uh, how the the line
0: is drawn, yeah. or that he can make a rhythm, more yeah. so. It's so often, like teachers, uh, imagine your bow as a pencil. In yeah, drawing.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> a lot of conductor. Like I had a conductor in um, the Danish uh, Youth Orchestra. He is called Morten Rieland, and he always uh, talks uh, in painting. Yeah. Like now it's a pastel color. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, then it's like, no, no, it's a big, big, big fat pencil. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So this really. Um, it's good also for the mind to, uh, but there's also excitement because the audience can see the time running down. It's yeah. like soon it's gonna be, really yeah. like triggering. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So, but isn't it a little bit nervous? Like you go, you're gonna play a performance and you have no idea what will happen, or do you know a little bit before? Or how do you prefer prepare for like uh, improvisation?
1: Uh, the only thing I do to prepare prepare for uh, improvisation is to be in a very good shape yeah so uh, the range of improvisation depends on on how much in shape you are yeah. uh,
0: as a as a musician yeah is that clear yeah like you mean your physical health or do you mean like if you feel good that day you will play good or a little bit of both maybe
1: just uh if i could practice if i practiced a lot mm-hmm. then you know then i have all the qualities i need yep. i am not afraid to go in the heights i'm not afraid to have different colors because yeah i know i can do it i'm i'm i i'm in, I'm in yeah. shape <laughs> so i'm in top
0: shape uh, mentally but also on the cello yeah. yeah and do you like practice scales or do you have some special pieces that you say that this is good pieces to keep me in shape or yeah
1: I always well i call the uh, scales is, is like the 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 cardio training yeah. for the, for the cello, yeah. you know, just uh, scales and and then of course the uh, everything that belongs Arpeggios, to the scales, yeah. So yeah. And I mean also all the scales yeah. and also all the well, not
0: only major and minor, but no, blues days, pentascales, yeah. Also, yeah. so yeah. I have a whole chromatic scales, uh, yes. Yeah.
1: So it, that, that that's in your system. Those things
0: are in yeah. your system. And uh, but it's quite hard to like play with the loop station. Like you have to be quite precise.
1: No, I, yeah. I well, I use it, the loop station not like you usually see it as a sort of rhythm yeah. box. I use it very free. Okay, I, you can make a different uh, you, you can choose how you how you uh, prepare preset your yeah. uh, loop station. And the only thing I have in mind, so my first loop that will uh, set the length. Yeah, so that's the only thing I think of. How can I build on? Because I, if I make a very short loop, yep. then it
0: will be full too much or too quick. I always uh, like find it also a bit hard with the loop station with the volume, because um, if I play too loud, then everything will be too loud. So it's like hard because you cannot. Uh, like I, I, have bought this loop station, so I can actually adjust um, uh, the volume a little bit, but it's always like. It's hard because it's a machine, sort of. Yeah. Exactly. And you're all playing with yourself, so it's your fault when it doesn't fit. Yeah.
1: You always have
0: to have a very, very, very good sound check before. Yeah, yeah. That's I remember, crucial. like, the first concert I had with the loop station, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I hope I will, because sometimes when you push the pedal, uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't happen. Like, you miss yeah. it or something. Or yeah.
1: Yeah, I, like, this... In Swan Remix, mm. I do a piece from Arch, for Arch, from Strootman Arch yep. and it wasn't actually meant to play with Loop Station, but it ended up to be with Loop yep. Station. <laughs> and that's so hard <laughs> yep. because then every uh, six note needs to be precise. So that's, um, then I'm yep. very nervous because it has to be so precise. Because if my first loop, if I fuck up the first
0: loop, yep. Then the whole piece is fucked up. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So yeah, that's
1: that's that's <laughs>
0: nerve wracking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But do you have any like procedure not to be nervous or like do you have like a trick like some some musicians have like a coin in their uh, shoe and like do you have any like superstitious stuff you do or do you have like a, a strict plan like how can I handle myself when it's like a, a like really hard situation?
1: Yeah, nerves is always hard and. They come sometimes unexpected. The only thing that helped me is to uh, try to be in the moment as much as possible. Yeah. To really just do what you have to do. That's a good one. <laughs> just do what do you, what have, what you to have to do. <laughs> to do.
0: And uh, yeah. Concentrate on that. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, it's now. Did you have any problems with nervous? Like, like some people, they really have like stage fright and stuff like this. But yeah. You? Yeah, I'm actually a very
1: afraid person. So Are you like, do <laughs> yeah. you
0: get this like bow shake? That's a lot. Of uh, Of course, the I also had that.
1: of course, I also had that and the only thing you have to embrace it and breathe and try yeah. to uh, relax.
0: Yeah, I think that's breathing very is really good. Uh, breathing yeah.
1: is good and try to because yeah, of course, you want to control it and, and get more stiff in your body. But the only thing you can
0: do at that point is try to Try to to relax your muscles. I think that's very hard with the shallow. Because, like, our instincts when we want to do something is to tense. And with the shallow, it's just the opposite. If you want something to work, you have to let it go. It can be really hard, like, when, like, sometimes when you're really in love you like run off the person like I love you I love you I yeah, love and yeah. then they just hate you more so yeah. it's like and then if you are like a little bit like a cat like I don't I don't care so much about you I will come to coast with you when I want to then it's better for the it's cello it's like it's with the cello as well <laughs> it's a hard lover yeah it's the, the hard relationship <laughs> but with the cello it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you have to suffer for the art <laughs> <laughs> otherwise it's not uh, it's not good <laughs> what <Well. laughs> we have nothing to channel in <laughs> your emotions yeah <laughs> Yeah, but it's uh, it's good to have like just do what you have to do to survive. It's it's good.
1: And yeah, it's a, it's a privilege to be there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I always like um, like I use a lot of metals, of course, but um, it's also these catastrophe things that comes in your mind that. Yeah. Is uh, mostly before yeah. that people are like uh, thinking that oh my god, this can happen oh no, they're yeah. going to laugh at me or this uh, catastrophe things but it's actually like our brain trying to save us trying to be nice to us and like maybe it will be this situation because in the old days it was like protecting us from the lion in the bush oh, wow. so uh, it's actually a good thing that our brain is scaring us it just doesn't um, apply to the stage because there is no li- lion often, maybe in yeah. one of your shows in the future, but
1: <laughs> well, I call them always my dragons. Yeah, the dragons. And I'm, you know, the dragons are. I have also a tattoo from that because you asked me what I do. Actually, I did yeah. a lot. I'm. You can uh, uh, not control your dragons, but you can tame them. Yeah. And how you tame them is uh, just to listen to them, and acknowledge them, and then do your own thing. Yeah. Because usually everything they say could happen is maybe even right. Mm. For example, with me, I started my own company in the middle of the big crisis. Yeah. But only then my soul was ready for it. And of course, yeah. all the dragons were screaming, don't stop your steady job. Mm-hmm. Are you crazy? Of course they were right. Yeah. But that doesn't always mean that you don't, you shouldn't do it.
0: Yeah. If you, uh, uh, like, these business um, guys, they always says uh, with high risk is also high re- income. So if you don't risk something, you can also not win so much. Yeah. Like, I think it was Peter Stordalen who said that. He's like a big hotel guy in Norway. He's yeah. one of the richest guys there.
1: If you want to do something, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. Don't wait. I, I think I waited very long time because I always... I, I did many nice, great things and I always wanted, told them, yeah, but I can dance too and I can act yeah. too. and But they're not always waiting for all talent. So if you have something yeah. you really want to do, do it yourself. Start doing it.
0: Yeah, and don't wait until... Don't
1: wait because nobody, everybody's busy yeah, trying yeah. to... to do their own stuff and that they have their hands full doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so.
0: so like, um, after your conservatorium studies, then yeah. you started to, uh, you teach, you said.
1: Yeah. I was teaching a lot on a music school and, uh, that I did that also because I, I wanted to maintain myself. I wanted yeah. to, to earn my own living. Yeah. And it was, it was not the thing I dreamed of. And, uh, I slowly, slowly started to live my dream more and more, actually. Yeah. And like I said, Yeah, I, I'm, I'm brought up quite like, uh, safe, you yeah. know, so I was like, yeah, yeah. So it took me a long time to be,
0: uh, to be bold, mm-hmm. and to just dare to take the step to really do what I wanted to do. And when you Took that step. Was this as scary as you thought it would be?
1: Yes, of yes. course. <laughs> In the beginning, I o- I only saw homeless people, <laughs> and I thought like, "Ah, oh, I'm going to be a bum," <laughs> and I was oh. my new neighbor. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, yeah, it's scary. It's it's very scary because well, to live your dream is it's a it's a risk also because it, you know sometimes I'm jealous of people just. Uh, getting their paychecks at the end of the month. I never yeah. know how many I get. I don't have a boss I can I can curse on, yeah. you know, uh, if something doesn't happen, it it becomes it, it's just because I don't do it yeah, yeah, exactly. or, you know, so it's of course it's it's scary, but again, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it because, yeah. <laughs> you know, this voice like, yeah, maybe should have done that, that, that shouldn't be in your head when you die no <laughs> you know it maybe you
0: you enter it it fails okay but then you at least no. you tried so yeah there's always like plenty of jobs out, out there so there can always be like other jobs than musician like if everything goes very wrong there will always be someone who needs uh needs you in some place in the society i was i would say like i always always live from that and I always think that I will go for it and if if something happens on the way I can always they get uh, like a job that uh, they need a lot of people in so like Mm. I'm always like having that safety in me uh sort of but also I come from Sweden with a very 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 high social security in our country so it's really like even if it goes really bad in Sweden it's like yeah it's still quite good it's better than most people would have it
1: yeah and I always think yeah working takes a very big part of your life. You should at least enjoy it, (laughs) you know, and also it's hard work. And um, uh, if you if you work hard for your dream, you you
0: do it, you want to do it. But I I think uh, you did so many things like you had so much success. So you really uh, it was really worth it taking the chance, I I would say, in your case. Because, for example, um, uh, like I've seen so many YouTube videos of you. Uh Uh, Obviously, I was stalking you. Uh, (laughs) But I saw this like one because you talked about your Bach uh, therapy show. And I really want to take it up as well because uh, I saw this. uh, You did a TED show in Amsterdam. Yes. And it was so strong, this video. I saw the video of the TED talk. So I recommend to go and look (laughs) at it. It's really cool. But the Bach therapy was also like, wow. Uh, yeah. tell, tell us about it. It's like you also talked about the different keys of music, like yeah. G major and C yeah. major, and yeah, yeah. I really, I'm interested about this.
1: Yeah, well, like I thought, I always like to take the what I'm interested in the, in in the music and make that very big. Yeah. So what I love about Bach, of course you love Bach. It's like the Bible for Yeah, yeah I always say that. Yeah. I mean? And also, <laughs> if you ask me what you, should you play to be in good shape, play, practice Bach. Yeah. And it's never boring. You always discover something else and yeah. it's great. But the, the most interesting for me is that Bach wrote his music in a very special this, uh, style. It's called uh, Musical Rhetoric. Mm-hmm. And it's actually in this time, it was very uh, seen as a language. Music was a language. Yep. And at that time, also people understood this language. And like uh, every key uh, is um, stands for a certain range of emotions. Mm-hmm. So if Bach uh, chose a certain scale, it was because of a reason, yep. because he wanted to really express a certain feeling and with, with the list within the listener. And uh, in this time also uh, people were uh, believed in uh, natural spirits uh, that also uh, were working on your body, uh, on on your juices in your body. So you had this uh, choleris and sanguinis and melancholies. So it was also uh, how the scales were uh, working was also depending on what type you were. Uh, when Bach lived, all all people were uh, busy with that. And I think that's the most uh, was the most interesting thing for me. So I wanted to uh, take this and express it to the people. And that's why I called it um, therapy, Mm -hmm. because I used an element. Not that I think it's a therapy, but how can I translate that when I go and think about therapy. That's the thing that you're alone with a person, you speak with a person, you speak out your heart, you really share very um, personal things. So I I thought it would be amazing if I could make do something for uh, give a very personal gift with this music from Bach. So people come in and they uh, well, I will tell it as short as possible, but I ask them what they need at this moment and why, especially if they tell me why, then I have those, of course, those sweets in my head. I never know in advance what I'm going to play. Yeah. So sometimes I think, what did I do to myself? <laughs> because I need to have all those sweets by heart and yeah. never know. You know, you can't prepare. And uh, then if they tell me this is what I need, and what, why? Then I choose from which suite I'm going to play one piece yeah. for them, and that I think that's the
0: best recipe for them to to get at that moment. Yeah, I think it was very um, powerful because um, in the video mm-hmm. you put them on a little like wooden uh, bench, a I meditation bench. Yeah, and then they had to hold your shallow.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, in uh, normally it's uh, they can choose from uh, uh,
0: different positions.
1: Yeah, they can uh, have different uh, treatments. (laughs) The the first is called Bach Classical, Mm -hmm. and I had made a sofa. Mm -hmm. Uh, I called it the Bach Sofa, so you can lie on it and I can cover you with a blanket and you can have a blindfold if you if you'd like. The second one is uh, Bach Multiple Senses. You can also uh, choose a color to it. Mm -hmm. And the last one, this one is what you're referring to, is the Bach Total Surrender. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> and then you sit in, uh, closer to the cello than I am, actually, and hold the cello while I play for you. So then you also feel all the vibrations yeah. of the cello. And of course, you, you hear the person also, you hear me breathing, yeah, the, yeah. so you're very close. So people can also choose the amount of closeness they yeah. want to, because it's, I think if you want to give give something they should also be able to receive it. Yep. So yep. you should be very respectful
0: also in this, and the... yeah, not to uh, go over the limit. Yeah. This is very intimate. What I very uh, intimate. Even though you were on the big stage, I was yeah. Because i I'm, I'm,
1: yeah. Uh, Lucas Amann asked me, and then I said no first because I thought yeah I do it for one person only actually mm. and not with an audience to it. But then he really had to convince me that yeah, we find a way to do it. And yeah. it was, I had to really th- think very long about it. But actually doing the TED talk was very good for me. Also to just have 10 minutes to mm-hmm. say something about how you think about art. Yeah. Say something about a performance you do. You can't show. You can just uh, yeah. show a very little part and do a performance live on stage where you want to create this very intimate thing. Yeah that you stand for it was very challenging, but also, yeah, I learned a lot. It was very good to do that. Yeah. I was, I'm, ha- I'm very happy in the end. He convinced me to do it.
0: Yeah, me too. I was like, wow, uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was really like fun because I worked also as a cellist a lot with um, Bach, but I also worked a lot with um, different keys. Like, for example, when I did my bachelor exam, um, uh, the big exam concert you do when you uh, take your bachelor degree, I did everything around the key C. So it was C major, C minor. And all my music was in C major or C minor. Uh So then I was writing a lot about this because there was a Danish... um, um, I was studying in Denmark then. And then they did like a a calendar for every day in December where they spoke about every key. Ah, so it was very funny. So then I could use his. Uh, yeah, it was really oh, amazing. I would love to have this calendar. Yeah, to they took it away now, uh, oh. but maybe it's in the archive of uh, yeah. the Danish radio. It's in Danish, unfortunately, so you wouldn't understand so much. <laughs> oh. But I could. But it was also very beautiful um, spoken about it. So yeah. maybe he will do it again in some in English. We can yeah. ask him. Maybe yeah. we have to invite him to the podcast yeah. to talk about the key. Yeah. But it was really uh, intriguing. Yeah. Um, and I, it made me think differently about the rhetoric of the um, yeah. the language in music, especially in this era, in this yeah. time period. So I was really impressed. And of course, um, I was also very happy that was finally they took a musician in the TED Talk. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. because they had so much professors and yeah. all this. I follow a lot of TED Talks, of course, as well. And, and I was like, finally a musician. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know? And also um, some impression. I also wanted to talk about, because you won a lot of uh, prizes. Mm-hmm. I saw. So how do um, you win prizes? Like, what's your trick for winning so much prizes? Wow. Well, I don't know. The, the first prize uh, was the Advinken Prize.
1: It's a, a, a prize from, from Tilburg, from the yeah. gemeente. And I didn't know anything about it. it, it you have a, a, a committee who was just... Yeah searching and and they decide actually so i just got a call that i won
0: okay that's really <laughs> um, nice like a little christmas
1: yeah. <laughs> so i was very surprised and <laughs> thank to, you <laughs> yeah to be honest i was also very very happy because uh i make you i'm especially that i made very small uh pieces mm-hmm. uh for a little audience so i felt very happy that that i was noticed actually yep. and uh that gave me a lot of strength like, okay, I do something that people notice and that people think is special. Actually, winning this prize was a very big gift for me to yeah. just, because uh, I just started my own company, actually, yeah. then. And the last prize I won was, uh, um, it's actually from the public. Yeah. Uh, they needed to vote on three different people. First, actually, I was selected by the cultural field. So my name came around a few times. That's why I was selected. And then there were 30 people selected. And then people had to just vote. And they had to vote for three people. And so there were three winners, and I was one of them. So I was also again, very surprised and very happy because I Took the 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 effort to look at all the people who were selected and all their websites, and I thought mm. it was so amazing what yeah. they did. So I was very very happy yeah. to be amongst one of them. Yeah. And so <laughs> I remember that I, big
0: thanks to you people.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so it's 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 really I'm very thankful that I do something that that people yeah. like that touches people, that makes them feel to do the effort to, to yeah. go to such a website and vote and
0: uh, do yeah. things. That's great. so that's It's a very good uh, evaluation of your work, I would say. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think I have to say. Uh, yeah, but I it's hope, also because... Because that's uh, what I do it for. Yeah, like... You, to make people happy. We, yeah, we talk about like that, um, yeah, thank you and everything. But it's also like, I, um, I have this quote from um, skiing uh, champion called uh, Stenmark and he said the 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 reporters were always after him saying oh my god uh, yeah you you uh, you uh, you have so much talent all the time they were always talking about talent with him and then he was like yeah you know it's funny you're more at practice you're more talented i get <laughs> so yeah. so it's really like uh, it's not so much about talent as it's, uh you can get you can get talented by working hard it's really a yeah. evaluation of your work it's very hard work i
1: can say and as as closer you live your dream, the more those dragons will scream yeah. oh <laughs> and God. the harder the work is. So the, maybe the good advice is the harder your dragons scream, the more afraid you get, the yeah. closer you are to, the, to your dream. Yeah. <laughs> so but they will stand in the middle because of all those yeah. prehistoric things, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's
0: yeah. Yeah, we have to remember that dragons are not real. Yeah. <laughs> they only exist <laughs> in the imagination. Uh, cool. So we had the Bach therapy and I also, you had so much, like on, on her webpage, you can always go and check out like all the shows you have because you have mm-hmm. so many. Yeah. So eight it's eight like soundingbodies.com or? Yeah, yeah. soundingbodies.com. Yeah. Um, you have one with the glasses I saw. Yeah. Like when people can actually yeah. interact as well in your show with yeah. like... Um, you know, when you have a wine glass and then you lick your finger and then you throw it around the edge. Huh? Yeah. And then it comes this sound like meow, 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 yeah. harmonics. Yeah. And you played with that. <laughs> yes.
1: That was actually a very funny story because I didn't even know it was a show. I, I was asked to, to do something on a theatrical tour and I was set up in a, in a glass I go Brillen.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, um, a glass Lumiere shop. In uh, yeah, in a, not an ice cream shop. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Optiker. Yeah. Opticar.
1: Uh, so, and then I thought I need to do something with glasses. Yeah. I I thought, oh, it's nearly Christmas. It would be nice to also have a toast. Yeah. And I looked at, at the owner from this shop. I thought, ah, he's a very proud person. Mm. I think he would like to be also... Part of the show, yeah. and so, but um, I I made it for that, and I thought uh, the the audience is actually my orchestra, yeah. and I fill them just random because I want to be surprised. Yeah. I don't want to be uh, have it, a yeah. chord, no. and then I start to improvise with my voice mm-hmm. and uh, with my cello. Yeah. And I make it a little bit like, because uh, I meditated also a lot, so I made it like a sort of meditation also. Mm-hmm. So it starts from silence because everything I think all good things start from silence. Yep. If there's no silence before, then it's already broken. That's my <laughs> my thing. And then you uh, so you get a sign like a gong, boom. Yep. It starts and yep. then at at random it will end also again. Yeah. And um, when
0: people have cramp in the fingers. Yeah. And, uh, well,
1: and I, I didn't think it would be a show that would last. But it's something uh, uh, a very dear person asked me to do on his funeral concert when he was still alive. Actually, oh. he wanted to me to play that yeah. piece with yeah. every pe- all yeah. the people uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> And then the session lasted nearly for three quarters of an hour wow. because he didn't want to stop it. <laughs> and also, of course, because there was very many musicians, also people started to sing along oh, and we yeah. had something beautiful together. But also sometimes it's beautiful to... I played also very many uh, times on the congresses or uh, on openings sometimes yeah. or between talks because it's... Uh, it it clears your ears. Yeah, I yeah. call it sometimes like a you know when you have a very fancy dinner you get yeah. this spoon in between such a, yeah. a sort of um, drink to clear your yeah. uh, mouth. Sweden <laughs> we call it snaps. Ah yeah, something like that. <laughs> very this strong
0: is, liquor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I call it like that. So you clean no. your ears ah, actually, wow. and
0: then and so you can go on. Yeah with the next flavor. Yeah, it's really I love that idea. I thought it was super smart. It's mm-hmm. it's and it's very
1: simple. Yeah. But it's so and the people the concentration that, yeah, that, yeah, people some... start to listen yeah. to each
0: other. Or it it really brings people together as well. Because it can be really hard during dinners like this because people come and they don't really know each other and they talk with each other yeah. and to get the, them to work together and listen. It's really like a a magical moment, I would say. Yeah. So um, there was the silent glass, you call it, right? Yeah, from silent glass. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think now I would go to the last question. Yes. So then I want you to give an advice to uh, one person in the music school, like a student, or your teacher maybe, if you want also. And then a tip to a conservatorium student. And then one tip to a freelancer and uh, or professional musician. Yeah. We want these three tips. Yeah. What do you have for us? Uh, I think if you're uh, a student in a music
1: school, hang in there. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And also play with other people. Yeah, So be in the orchestra. Uh, um yeah make little chamber music uh, ensemble balls and and yeah it's it uh, for teachers of course it's good to have uh, uh, opportunities where they can perform and on all levels to uh, what i always liked very much to do is to put all level of students together also have a, a training in suzuki method mm-hmm. so then it's nice for 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 little just starting cellists that only can play one note yeah. and have the high-level cellist and pl- play one piece together uh, with the whole yeah. orchestra. That's beautiful. And it's very inspiring also. So include
0: instead of exclude. Yeah, yeah. include. Yeah, And for the conservatorium?
1: I think we we covered that already in the beginning a little bit. Also, too, I think what's very important was study hard, mm-hmm. concentrate, enjoy this time because it's the most luxurious time you all yeah. have. <laughs> because after the after that, the work will be so hard. You you will be happy you can study one two hours a day. So yeah. enjoy it. Take everything out of it just squeeze your teachers yep. you know squeeze the juice out of them <laughs> yep. go go to do all master classes and also please or oh, maybe you don't have so much money but buy such a we are public uh, thing i don't know if it's already in the south of uh, holland it? but we are public is wonderful i have this card it's you pay like 15 euros a month and Mm -hmm. you can go and see as many shows that you want and then it feels for free yeah and otherwise strive for getting it in the south or well just try to see as much as possible yeah uh make friends with composers (laughs) take care of your body take care of your body eat good uh train your your mental health as well meditate Mm -hmm. or just find your own ways to nurture that as well Mm. Uh, that's very important maybe already during your during your studies of course you will be totally taken with getting as good as possible your instrument and that's important but try to be open already and sensitive to what you what your dream is and what you would like to achieve and Mm -hmm. try already to make connections with people maybe who can help you after that with it and networking is not a, a, not a dirty word because it's just sharing your passion yeah. and getting to know people, making yeah. friends,
0: friends. People will not find you in the practice room. <laughs> yeah, no. They will only kick you out from it.
1: No, <laughs> Show people that you're there. Yeah. Go out, show yourself.
0: Social media maybe or concerts. But also when you go to concerts, you actually contact networked. is yeah.
1: always, always the best. So... Yeah. Go out there, see people, meet people. Yeah. Just if you go to concerts, you will meet people. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Maybe you meet p- people you want to collaborate
0: with, you know. Yeah, so even. Yeah. That's really good advice. And for the fellow freelancers and post graduate and, and colleagues maybe. Also hang in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, keep on doing yeah. <laughs> Well, I think the hardest thing and I also don't didn't manage yet to be good at that is to not not kill ourselves <laughs> because we work so hard. Yeah we work so hard so uh, and we get little it's a hard it's yeah. a hard time for for culture at this moment also yeah. finding funds and it's it's very important what we do and maybe
0: do you have a trick for finding funds or is it just like digging deep the Internet. last i'm afraid yeah yeah and it's important
1: to learn especially for musicians i'm very bad i was very bad at this express yourself and also try to express your vision, the mission you have and your goals and all those things. Try to really be clear in that and what makes you different from the other people. So and trust yourself to find the uh, and can only do what you do. And what I would like also what I sometimes we should help each other. You know, everybody is fighting so hard, and and like to take, try to take each other's hands as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And sometimes because you have to fight so f- so hard to find your own way, and to to you see each other as competition instead of colleagues. Maybe. Instead of colleagues, and I I, I would suggest just uh, to be open as much as possible yeah. and help each other. If I'm very uh, convinced, if you help each other, it it's not bad for you it, yeah. you know it's it's not like if you help somebody you won't you won't get there or yeah, something yeah. it's a
0: shame i think it's yeah i think it's a very good advice to help each other and stand strong uh united yeah and it's also like uh, is basic one-on-one in business it's like if someone is gonna win let it be the other person like yeah uh, but win-win situations is always the best yeah both people can win from it but if yeah. someone is gonna win let be the other person so because then uh, they will remember that the, the second time yeah. they meet you and then you will always have uh, like a good relation but if they always lose every time they see you in the end they will not want to see you <laughs>
1: For example, if I can't, if, if somebody calls me, if I can play a concert and I'm not able to do that, I will happily suggest some other names. Yeah. I wouldn't be afraid to, you know, so to give away something no. else. Yeah. And also d- don't sell yourself cheap. Yeah. It's so everybody will want, want us to. And it's always hard because, of course, I know, I know my price. Yeah. I know what I'm worth. But I very often also know that I don't get yeah. that. Put a minimum for yourself and go on, don't go under that. If they, are, if they give you less than the minimum, don't go there. Yeah. Only go there uh, if it's worth, if it's you. worth it. Yeah. Maybe you can say, OK, I co- don't can't come to do that, but I, I need to try out and then I can use it for that mm-hmm. because it's good that they see you. It's yeah. always good to could work. Yeah. makes work so the yeah. more you're out there the more yeah is that good advice yeah. actually
0: I'm. yeah just... i think it's a good advice because if you go there and it's below the price you will feel a bit bitter that you sold always yourself.
1: you feel you feel like a horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <sorry. did> <laughs> <laughs> yeah you feel exploited and also they yeah. don't take you seriously yeah.
0: but also n- normally i experience like sometimes i put a price that that's what i want and if if they can't pay it then i said okay but because they can't have it, they want it even more sometimes mm-hmm. even because yeah. they can't have it. So it's just this like, I've, if I want to buy an expensive microphone, I pay it. I don't go to bargain with the microphone yeah. seller. <laughs> like, so in at some point they have to like step up. And if all of the musicians have like the courage to step up, we yeah, will we we raise should. the market.
1: Yeah, yeah, because we're also responsible for that
0: ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I think in, in Sweden we have like this community of all the musicians who so Went together and said, We are not going to go below this price. So everyone is united. And it's a very good guideline also uh, for when you're beginning, because in the beginning you're like, Oh, what am I worth? Yeah. But they also have it here in the Netherlands. I saw some webpage had it. I can put it in the newsletter because it's quite uh, good. uh, It's good uh, to have a reference. And if someone is complaining about the price I put, then I send them to this webpage. Yeah. So then I say, Okay, this is what people charge.
1: Yeah. And sometimes, like I said, if you want to use it as a tryout for yourself, yeah. then it's, that's the only time you should do it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it helps also, for example, now it's very hard if you have an artistic talk to switch over to business. Yeah, It's very my advice would be have somebody else do your business. You can also
0: have um, send your boyfriend. Do, <laughs> yeah, well, do that with a friend yeah. because
1: you know, you wouldn't
0: sell your friends short. So uh, it's a good advice. Yeah, that you can say, oh, you have to talk to my friend, and then you can like help each other. So yeah, you can be be each other's manager.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's so hard to put a price on yourself, especially because you want to do it. And it's your love. But if you if you it's two different things. Yeah. And that you love what you do shouldn't mean, of course, that you can that you have to do it for nothing that's crazy no because you you won't keep up yeah you have to eat you have to
0: yeah you have to play the shallow uh, insurance and yeah strings (laughs)
1: yeah well what helps is what you you can also make a list this is what all my. Uh, this is the rent. This is this. This is this. Yeah. So much. I need to earn so much to make a living. Yeah. So you can also know uh, how much you have to ask. If you ask only like this, yeah. how many times you have to play yeah. play yeah. for that? Is yeah. that is that realistic? <laughs> yeah. No. So how yeah. many times a month do I have to pay the play to be yeah. able to live? Yeah. That's that could be also just be very practical. Or what I sometimes do, I take a, a, an hour rate yeah. And I think about how many hours do I work? If you calculate that, yeah. you are always in shock how high you go. Yeah. And then if you ask only a fifth of that, then it's <laughs> yeah. so, okay, but it's a good price. Yes. But then you know, also why you asked, you yeah. ask what you do.
0: Yeah, you can always like Invite uh, another craftsmanship, like a plumber or something, to your yeah. house a Saturday evening at ni- 8 and then you can take half yeah. of his price. Yeah, and, and
1: <laughs> remember, it's if they ask you only for 10 minutes, it's never those 10 minutes. No, You practice like you did a whole uh, yeah. education, you practice. We don't do this every day. You know, yeah. we don't go to work at the end of the month, of a salary. Yeah. We need to
0: get this monthly salary in a totally different yeah. way. I did, I did something, like I have a company called Takeaway Concerts, so you can order yeah. a concert to your house. Yeah. So it's, it's instead of takeaway food. And in the beginning, I sold myself like very cheap. I was like 50 euros each concert, but it was just because I was just trying it out because everyone I talked to, to said like, no, it's, no one is going to come for your concerts, no one is one uh-huh. this. And then I was like shocked because I had like 19 concerts in two weeks. So all of a sudden I was like, wow, oh, I had so much to do. And I was like, wow, my God, that's really popular. So then I could hire my prices, like now, I charge around hundred euros, but it's over. And then uh, they have to pay the travel cost also, because sometimes I go to Germany, like two hours away, or. But it's, it's only half. Too little. Yeah, it's, it's, it's half an hour. Yeah. At uh, this concert. Yeah. And it's I can choose what I want to play. Mm-hmm. So, but this also concert. Sometimes when I go to these uh, places, I went to Brussels, uh, for example, a lot to the European School, and uh, people pay me two hundred euros. You say no, so we're gonna pay you two hundred euros. I so think for the that's, um, that should be your minimum price. Yeah, I think uh, it's also should general. be. Now I, I'm like in in between to changing it, but because I was building up something, mm-hmm. but I was trying it out and then trying an error. Because yeah. in the beginning I was like, okay, I'm gonna sell so cheap so people can't resist it. Yeah. But it was also because I was hunting these people who are afraid of classical music. Yeah. So I was like also targeting these kind of groups. But
1: yeah. So you had your trial period yeah. and now you <laughs> so go now for the real <laughs> stuff. You know, you know <laughs> yes. what you uh, yeah. what you're worth and what you're so
0: yeah. It's, um, it's important to to sell a product also. For example, like if you compare to something else that you get for 200 euros or 100 euros in the society, it's not like it's not a lot. Now, you, uh, you, uh, some people buy if you buy a pair of jeans, it's like 150 yeah, euros. It's exclusive, what yeah. you,
1: so you have yeah. to
0: ask exclusive
1: prices, Yeah. otherwise they won't appreciate it as being exclusive.
0: Yeah, it's also it's also that like the what you pay is, is also the, what the worth is and stuff. Yeah. So we got a lot of advices today. I'm so happy to (laughs) have had you here. Wow, it's like amazing being in your studio here in uh, Tilburg (laughs) between uh, the massages uh, uh, (laughs) therapy. Remember to go to the massage and train (laughs) and eat very good and uh, do some Bach therapy maybe. Yeah, (laughs) That could be like the final uh, tips Mm -hmm. for today. And if people want to follow you, uh, where can they find you? Instagram?
1: I'm not on Instagram. You can follow me, of course. You can uh, on the web. Yeah. I have a web page. If you like, you can also inscribe yourself for a newsletter. Oh, yeah. We won't stalk you. We only will tell something when yeah. there's news to tell. Yeah. I'm also on Facebook, on yeah. the Sounding Bodies and my name also. Yeah. So you can find me there. And you have and, a new
0: CD. Uh, yes. So if you're very excited about the music, they can always go and they can order it.
1: Yeah, they can. Or actually, this is a funny story because I never wanted to make a CD because I always, mm. always thought you need to be live. Yeah. But now I found out actually that I like to make concept albums. Sounds maybe yeah. not so sexy,
0: but uh, <laughs> um, it's very sexy. <laughs> I made I
1: made two albums now. Of course, Swan Remix. Mm-hmm. I made an album because I wanted new music, <laughs> and something can be only a hit. When you listen to it yep. many times, yep. so I I also wanted to honor the composers because in the show it's we yeah. use the music in a different way. One of the comp- uh, compositions is not even in the show, yep. and I wanted to give them a real good spot. How do you want it to be yep. in a in a record? So Swan Remix. Yep. It's a, it's really nearly like to pop. It's it's very fun to listen to. I always like it. <laughs> It's a great Christmas present for you out there. (laughs) And the other album I made, it's called uh, The Relics. Mm -hmm. And I made that with Art Strootman, the amazing Art Strootman, guitarist and composer. And Stefko Busch, wonderful jazz pianist. And we recorded this in a very, 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 very big hall, mm. <laughs> the lock hall, where normally trains could drive in and they were repaired, like in yeah. in a in a, in a in, normally yeah. when you go into for cars you could under it, and I used this space a, as the fourth element. So we were um, oh, improvising the... on what this hall gave us. Um, in Tilburg, they're co- totally uh, rebuilding this whole. Uh, uh, area and so that was the last time that it was empty mm. and so it's nearly like a monument and you hear the sounds and you hear even a train and coming yeah. in and i love that album but that's mo- that's very different again that's more yep. you hear our backgrounds my classical one the jazz pianist and artist, more minimal orientated but we, yeah, we improvise. So we can one. say that
0: the space is kind of um, one of the musicians. Maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's in the lead. Yeah, yeah I, I take really the space as the lead, as the fourth, yeah. fourth player. It's, it's also recorded, yeah. the space. So those are the two albums I have now. And...
0: Are they on Spotify
1: or iTunes? or and The Relic is already also on on uh, Spotify. You can find it everywhere. A Swan Remix, not yet. Yeah. Uh, you can listen uh, already one example on our website, yeah. but it will come. It yeah. will come. Cool. And we also have a vinyl.
0: Oh, that's from nice Sword remix. And yeah. it's
1: so beautiful because yeah. we have such a
0: There is a big grade. vinyl fan club in Maastricht. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's
1: yellow vinyl. Oh, it's so beautiful. We have an amazing uh, designer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Who is the name of the designer? Willem van der Ven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, wow, we got so much, and uh, they can also email you. You have an email. Uh, yes. Every information you can get on the webpage, www.soundingbodied.com. Yeah. Uh, you can sign up for a newsletter there, and you can also sign up for a newsletter for this podcast, www.masterinmusic.com. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> There's <laughs> thank all you. for music in uh, mastering music, not music in master, <laughs> but maybe it's also <laughs> music in the master. Master in music, master, mastering. music. Me-